0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, January 14. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schecter uh, talking about our favorite topic. Uh, our favorite topic, sedition, treason, <laughs> sedition, treason, traitorous behavior. I mean, uh, the United States will be a democracy you know i mean i'm it's it's i'm um, feeling a little better than i was i will say like you know boy 2021 jesus christ you know i mean the, the irony i know you know new i know year's, i want 2020 back well and new year's is a false sort of holiday to some degree you know so it's not of like course, we based it on a fake
0: calendar that we made up it could have been any day i mean obviously go.
1: well but i mean the whole idea of you know oh, it's a new year hopefully it'll be better kind of thing whatever but having said that this has been shitty um but uh, <laughs> having said that, this has been shitty know, But I think so, Cliff and I. We, what we wanted to talk about today, obviously, as always, you know, our value added here as political folks who have been working in D.C. for decades. I worked on the Hill. You know, Cliff has, has worked with campaign, election campaigns, and members of Congress and everything else. Uh, just to once again sort of deeper dive on where we are, Cliff. Maybe we start with obviously the, the impeachment vote. Um, you know, just digging in a little bit, does it even matter? W- where do we go from here in the Senate? Does that even matter? What should Biden be doing with regards to impeachment? Yeah. Is Biden right? You know, trying to downplay it and move on with his agenda? I mean, um, maybe start with the vote
0: yesterday. So, yeah. So um, Trump's favorite number, I don't remember who pointed this out, uh-huh. but somebody did, is clearly 232. That's the number of electoral votes oh. he got, <laughs> and, and that's the number of House votes there were to impeach him, oh, that's funny. Uh, which is a new record, folks. Um, that's funny. It, I think it was 231 uh, the first time around for Trump, but remember, there were like an additional 10 or 12 Democrats in there, right. so they, they, he accomplished something uh, pretty impressive. Um, it was the most bipartisan vote for, for uh, a House impeachment in the history of the country too – uh, ten Republicans voted for impeachment, right. which is you know that's that's never occurred. I believe it was either three or four House Democrats voted for for Clinton's impeachment. Um, to give you some perspective on that, um, and um, you know, I mean, obviously it was it also uh, no one in leadership of the other party, Liz Cheney, being the third-ranking Republican, yep. she now has such kind folks as Jim Jordan and others try, uh, trying to uh announcing that they sh- she should be forced out of leadership
1: did you see adam kinzinger's response to that on twitter today he,
0: i uh i don't know if it was today i saw one yesterday from adam kinzinger is it the same one we're talking about where he said she's
1: even more popular now that because she stood up for it or um a different uh, one? he well he uh, this must be a different one it was a new one he did i think he mentioned that but then he segued and said you know if 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 we're going to have a discussion on whether Liz Cheney should be removed from Republican leadership, then we also need to have a discussion on whether the members who, and I don't have his exact language, but basically said incited this riot. I mean, he's, he's blaming the members and Trump both, but openly, which is interesting for a Republican, the members who incited this riot should have ranking positions on committees. Now, ranking position on a committee is a congressional term, meaning if you're in the major- minority party, so in this case, Republicans in either house, You are the ranking
0: member. I I don't mean to interrupt, but it's so much fun just to hear you say Republicans in either house.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's fun. And I know know officially it hasn't happened yet in the Senate, but hey, it kind of has. It's refreshing. Go ahead. Sorry. So the ranking member is the top minority party member on a committee, right? So the chairman is the the top uh, majority party person on a committee is the chairman. The top – so in this case, the top Democrat on a committee is is a, is the chairman in the House. The top Republican on a committee is ranking. So they call him the ranking member. Well, Jim Jordan is the ranking member. I want to say judiciary, but we'd have to double check.
0: We would. Um, uh, I can look it up if you want, but I don't I know. If what
1: we're talk, I take a look what, we're de- talking. He,
0: what I can tell you is he's definitely on judiciary, whether he's yeah. the ranking member or not.
1: He might be. But so Kinziger threw out there and said, fine, let's have a talk overall about whether people who incited this riot. Now, now this I- – I- I guess, okay, the first thing I guess is, was it even worth having this vote? Should we, because I, I had a good friend who obviously hates Trump, who still asked me, he said, you know, did this help? Did we really need to do it? Should we have done it? The vote and the 10 Republicans, does it really matter? Because to some, let me even start with that. To some degree, I feel it's important that it's bipartisan to a degree, but in a way it's not bipartisan because it's 10 Republicans out of, you know, 200, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, it's just nothing. It's. of Republicans supported impeachment in the House, which is nothing. Um, They did mention – now, a number of them mentioned, which is really scary, that – or I should say their friends mentioned. I think they were afraid to even say it themselves. But apparently a number of Republicans who voted against impeachment in the House yesterday said the reason they voted that way was – they were afraid for their lives and their families' lives if they voted. In other words, they wanted to vote for impeachment, but the terrorist threat worked.
0: I'd like, again, I'd like to actually respond to that um, in a second, because yeah. I initially, you know, sent out a tweet where I kind of was like, "I, I do have some sympathy there for anybody who's, you know, I mean, for family." You know, I've been I've been threatened before. I'm sure you have, John. It's yep. no fun. Um, And you worry if you have family especially about that stuff. But I'll tell you – but here's the thing. Nobody made these folks run for positions of leadership. That's what they've chosen to do, which means they've put themselves voluntarily um, in a position where they could be threatened. They've also, by the way, allowed Trump and Republicans to push it to this point and create that. All the Democrats are under that threat constantly. Okay? Um, Gretchen Whitmer still did her job, and there are people planning to show up and kidnap her and possibly execute her.
1: Uh, you governor know what, of Michigan.
0: Yes, I should have said that. Um, um, then we also obviously what, – with what happened at the Capitol, um, it, then there's the 10 Republicans who did the right thing in the end. They chose to risk it. Mitt Romney right. chose to do the right thing the first time around. Others
1: right. who spoke that's out against only Trump. Just to help people again, Mitt Romney was the only Republican to vote to convict Trump of the first impeachment. That, I mean, And the only Republican all, in either House or Senate to vote. That's a big deal. deal. That means yeah. he voted to remove Trump from office a year ago, which is a big deal. And even though he's kind of you know, white bread in many ways, um, he meaning well, kind of you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, but he, that was significant. But that's the way – look, if we're going to be
0: honest, that's the way we're going to feel about a lot of Republicans. We have to separate out that when people take courageous stands and do the right thing, we have to give them credit. Liz Liz Cheney. If you'd (laughs) ask me if I could ever say something positive about Liz Cheney like five or six years ago, I I would have
1: told you that. Do you you remember the point I brought up a couple weeks ago? And I still stand by it. I know there's there's counterexamples, but I really feel like some of the biggest heroes, so to speak – you know, on the never Trump or the anti—I never Trump, the anti Trump standing up to Trump's side are some of the most like odious Republicans who normally we wouldn't like. Right. Rick Wilson, we normally wouldn't really. I mean, he may be coming around, but we normally wouldn't like his positions. Amanda, maybe she's coming around. But when we interviewed her, let's face it, there was nothing we agreed with her on other than Trump. Um, True. David Trump, Joe, at, I mean, I, Joe I Walsh. Oh, my God. And actually, Joe Walsh is funny, Cliff, because. I, uh, I was insulting Joe Walsh on Twitter as recently as a year before. Yeah, with, I mean, we former were laughing about that. Former Republican House member, uh, really hated
0: <laughs> by us. Well, I mean, loud um, mouth. He, as he admits, loud mouth Tea Party guy.
1: Yeah, horrible. Who, who
0: started to, to to move away from the cult because he yeah. was, he took a look at Trump and you know
1: and he voted for Trump the first yeah. time. But but. I, I, but that it's is interesting you bad even. these guys are. Right? I mean, my point is, it's interesting how some of the best people who have stood up are the worst people who I wouldn't have expected.
0: Right. So I'll give you two examples. Well, first, I just want to finish the the, the point where we started, which is yep. while I have sympathy for oh, right. those Republicans, for I'm very, sorry if that over if yeah. yes if that overrides. Your your duty to that you swore your, the oath that you swore when you ran well, when you won and became a member of Congress. But even what you uh, what you said you would do when you ran for Congress, you need to step down. Yep. If you are if you are so scared, this is a country based on the fact that we, we're a democracy, and if people can threaten you into voting certain ways, we're no longer a democracy. Yep. And and I'm not saying it's down, a – you say it. Yeah, so I'm not saying it's a good deal. It sucks, yeah. but we've seen some people before walk away from things in public life for this very reason because they're like, you know, I, my family's too important. I don't, and that's what you need to do. It, yeah. The minute you're doing this to save him, then you're putting yourself ahead of the the, the country. And yeah. when you're so, yeah. that's where I come down on that. I would, yeah. but to to get to to some of the individual, I mean, there's a, there was a congressman from from. South Carolina. I can't yeah. remember his first name. Rice, who had been a total Trumper, had been on board, comes from a rural area, I think, but certainly a very Republican district there. Absolutely out of the blue. One from Ohio, who comes from a very Republican district in Ohio, if gerrymandered enough, so most are. But, you know, Gonzalez, who none of us saw coming. There were some that had spoken out ahead of time, but there were some that we never saw coming. And then right. you get some, you know, from very moderate districts. I think of the one that Democrats have targeted and tried to go after again and again, hmm. um, and I feel like I have to be even more careful these days. When I say targeted, I mean
1: politically, yeah,
0: yeah, sure. obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, Fitzpatrick, Brian Fitzpatrick, who's from like one of those suburbs of, of Philly that went for uh, Biden by about a dozen to 15 points over Trump, like not Trump territory, but he hang- hung in there because he runs as this kind of moderate, whatever. He, of course, didn't vote for impeachment. And you just say to yourself, you know, what the fuck, honestly. And then uh, we've all seen what's happened to the one time moderate Elise Stefanik. Um, who's lost her ever loving mind? So I mean, yeah. it, it is interesting. It goes in different directions. Like some yeah. people who are, who are. just well,
1: Yeah. Less, yeah. Can I, Go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I guess what I was because you got me thinking about this more too. So it's not like all the best never Trumpers were conservative crazies. I guess maybe, and I'm trying to find you know finesse my point here even in my own head. I am surprised. I would have thought there was an equivalence between being, you know, a crazy, the kind of crazy conservatives we would hate because of their policies. I always would have thought there would have been an equivalence between that and not standing up against Trump because these are still party faithful Republicans who, even though, they, of course, they don't like Trump, but they're Republicans and it's Republicans or die, you know, this kind of, right? So that a Liz Cheney would have been the kind who would have just shut her mouth because she's so far right and so Republican such a right. diehard that she well, would just even so partisan right because of, of who her family yes yeah. I mean, there you go so partisan but she's not from isn't rick wilson rick wilson i mean rick wilson like does this for a living for republican candidates he could have well, lost No,
0: he hasn't lost
1: everything but he could have
0: no i mean he, he did this for a living for a republican candidates so i don't he never again will he was risking all of that think, i mean that's what i was wondering you don't think he will I mean unless the party massively changes. If you think – if any Republican at this point hires him, they become – it becomes a story that you have to explain why you've hired this guy that – I mean okay. Rick right. is not a guy that holds his tongue you know, yeah. or is careful about what he says. So he said no. shit way beyond attacking Trump has attacked Republicans in general, the party in general. I, no, I don't think any Republican – I think someone who – if they were willing to run as an independent who left the Republican right. Party, like a, a Lisa Murkowski, if she chose to do that as she threatened to do, could hire him. Uh, right. But even then she'd be risking losing certain sort of soft Republicans who would still be annoyed that Rick Wilson referred to them as cultists and the kinds so, of things so yeah. so uh, yeah, but again on. his 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 gig worked out <laughs> he's doing okay no, you know, yeah, no, just millions but of dollars a year with no
1: guarantee. Okay, his career was being a far right Republican and helping far right Republicans get elected, and he still stood up and risked well, I, it. And I'm glad he did well as a result. Good for him. No, I am too. I talk
0: about Joe you know? Walsh who got a new radio gig, but for a while he was fired because he spoke out against Trump. He worked. I can't remember which one for one of the right wing radio uh, conglomerates, and he was fired by them because the, the listeners were pissed. Um, you know, no, think is. about. Yep. Think about these couple of these congressmen, I mean it's happened in the past to other members of Congress or other senators. I mean again, I'm not making excuses they they absolutely this is the very least of what you should do and lose your yeah, seat. Yeah. But Jeff Flake essentially made himself toxic to winning again in Arizona by saying even anything against Trump, even though he wasn't willing to convict him you know um in in the vote um, yep.
1: Yep. All so right. let's sit on the, yeah. yeah.
0: But I, no, I do you, think it's worth up saying up. I mean, yeah, a, a couple of these House members, again, there's another one from Washington State who's like a right winger, New House, who came out of nowhere. Um, I think those guys, you know, look, they deserve some credit. I guess as I loathe everything about their politics, I don't know most of them. Most of them are people I don't know much about, you know, the way I know more about Liz Cheney. But, you know, two things should be said one, I respect them for it. And two, what would Trump have to do? To get a majority of Republicans, I mean, the fact that you couldn't even get twenty-five percent, he tried to fucking kill you. Yeah, he sent a seditious yeah. mob, a violent mob that put up a gallows. Uh, forget all the anti-Semitic shirts and the other stuff. Now I'm talking about just how he targeted you folks specifically. Yeah. He, but he sent a mob there to raid the place where you work, and some of whom were going to take hostages, potentially kill you, certainly threaten you. Um, and the and you still only get ten of them. I mean, it, it, again. I'm glad that it was that bipartisan in this age, but it still is a message to you about how, how what a failed entity the Republican Party is. That on on that you couldn't get 50 percent at least of Republicans saying
1: enough. Oh, so, what is that? I guess let's let's talk a second about what that means going forward, because I think that gets us back to the same topic of of impeachment and where we're going, where we're heading with this crisis. But also, uh, what I mean is um the fact that a lot of people are saying, and I agree, that this attack empowered. The terrorist right. It empowered it more, even even more radicalized Trump supporters. It makes them more more willing to do it next time because it frankly worked, you know. Well, and they they see this as a victory, which is what people should understand. That if you watch some of the folks that that
0: monitor, uh, I've been talking to some of them, and I'm I'm meaning to invite a few of them to come on our show, so hopefully next week. But if you talk to some of the people that the that monitor what's going on on the QAnon sites, and you know. 8 Cun, which, you know, again, I'm saying stuff that I've read. I've never been to, to, to these places myself. Um, I don't and, read these websites. I just happen to have heard about them. <laughs> well, dude, I, I'd be scared as to, you know, I'm, I told it you. Like, it th- not th-
1: like you read, th- read porn.
0: I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I would much more freely read porn than, than go to a right
1: wing. Yeah. I software. actually, I only signed up for Parler the day before they shut it down. I finally signed up. I was like, you I've got to read stuff. Well,
0: but did then, you give them your
1: information? No, I I uh I got a burner phone for free, and uh and then just. But what'd you do it. for the? Don't they? Didn't they require?
0: Because I was gonna do it, and I didn't do it because of the the requirement that you like share your social security number and your no, license. No, no, no. That's, that's that.
1: only if you want to be verified. Oh, so if you want sh- oh! Then I'm, I'm pissed at name. myself. I should have, I should have joined. I would have yeah. done that. If you want a check mark next to your name to show, you know, I'm cool, like on Twitter, uh, you'd yes. have to give that info. But, but I will say I, the reason I hadn't done it before is because they did require a phone number, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm not giving up my phone." And then. Somebody showed me how I could get a like one of oh, these yeah, apps. Well, it's easy
0: to get a burner phone. You oh, I did not
1: want to pay for a burner phone either, though. There's an app where you can get a free burner for a week or two. And then if you want to keep the number, you pay. But Parler doesn't require you to keep the number after that. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I used to fake one.
0: Um, Trust me, Parler wasn't set up to. to do uh, we don't yeah. need to go into the yeah. Hi, I just met my Russian wife who happens to be the daughter and granddaughter of Russian officials tied to the to Vladimir Putin and, yeah, in any case. Yeah. But but uh, I wish I knew because I would wait, have gotten since, a parlor account.
1: Wait, since you went there? So the Republicans are now all moving the 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 crazy Trump faithful because they got, you know, kicked off Twitter and kicked off Parlor, Parlor got shut down. It was the far right equivalent to Twitter, so to speak. Now they're all moving to Telegram. Telegram. Yeah, I just heard of that one. Telegram is a you know app, chat app, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know messaging, etc. I'm really not. I'm not. I've never used it, but I know of it because it was created by Pavel Durov. Pavel Durov is the guy who created um, uh, VK, or however they how you pronounce it, VK, which is a, the Russian version, aka ripoff of Facebook. Oh. VK is a multimedia Facebook-y type site that the Russian far-right neo-Nazis, literally neo-Nazis, used to use it to organize kidnappings of LGBT people. They would literally put up messages about, okay, guys, we're going to have a meeting this Friday about our next kidnapping. Here's who you contact. And then after they would kidnap these people, they would I had written about this years ago. I was one of the ones who helped break the story. They would then videotape. Basically, they would pretend they were hooking up with either like a gay or trans or bi person, lesbian, whatever. Usually it was, it was guys. And then they would get them to come there and then they would attack. Well, they would get that. They would kidnap them, bring them to a place, tie them up in a chair, and then videotape them while beating the fuck out of them, shaving their heads. I mean, all sorts of crap. And then, because again, they're thinking, who's going to report this to the police? Not to mention it's Russia, like the police cares. They then would put the videotapes on social media, including VK. We tried repeatedly to VK to take down a planning meeting posts (laughs) of our kidnappings. No, no, no. Take down videos of people being, you know, kidnapped and then assaulted. Right. No, no, no. Russians. I, I mean, I had the whole network there. Russians would were would contact VK and then copy the chat log and send it to me, Translated chat log of the VK chat. People going, no, we don't think that's a problem. So this is who Pavel Durov is when people want to say, like, he's the new. But so ironically, here's my very long point responding to what you said, Cliff. They're right. moving to another app that is ties to Russia. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Well,
0: John and everyone listening, it's the start of a brand new year. and If you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book. That's a good idea, too. Getting more exercise, definitely, or even changing up your look. Guess what, guys? Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed new look for the new year by taking years off your appearance, and all it takes is 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, those crazy number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance, John, in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours. So you can take that next step to reaching your resolution, your resolutions, sorry, that's plural, confident that you'll look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and it's cheaper than a new gym membership. You can try it. Yeah, pretty cool. Huh? You could try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, well, what else? Voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiter. Visit com backslash voices. Or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout.
1: Just for our listeners, the Clean Phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top-rated, top-selling, best-reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two-day shipping. The wand, John. You love the wand how exciting. i love the wand the clean fo- that's that's another product i want a sample of the clean phone <laughs> wand is a handheld uv sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface i got to imagine if it vibrated too just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. It uses the same <laughs> proven – kind of think about
0: it, though. You In a way, can it, can it, I want to ask this. If I were to touch, like, one of my kids on the shoulder with it, can it clean them up so I don't need to force them to shower all the time? Like, like the good fairy, like, ding. Is that, um, yes, I'm thinking if I could clean my kids that way, that would be awesome.
1: It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, and money. Take it with you everywhere. At 50% off and free two-day shipping for a limited time, it's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. And this is my favorite. It's super portable. (laughs) <laughs> hey, super portable, dude. It's super portable. I mean, like oh, what are we, valley girls? It's totally not just portable, cool. it's super portable. That's quite totally cool and stuff. I love that. And with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the Clean Phone Wand at 50% off now and they'll take 60% off a second wand. Go to the newdealshop.com. That's the newdealshop.com. And now back to our show. Well, I mean, again, and they were on
0: Parler, which had ties to Russians, and now they're going to Telegram, which is yeah. Um, I don't, Here's yeah. my question: and Maybe you don't know the answer. To this is like, whatever happened
1: to Gab? I thought that was their big place. Yeah, what, did that just re- become outdated I somehow? I'm not sure what. Yeah, Gab was the original alternative to Twitter. Basically, Twitter, you know, finally started banning neo Nazis and stuff like four or five, four, three, four years <laughs> oh, nice. ago. I, well, that was the big problem too. We couldn't get Twitter to ban Nazis. It was like really, it's like a Seinfeld episode. You know, really. Um, so Twitter finally started doing that, and they sort of then Milo Yiannopoulos, who's you know big far right uh, Breitbart type guy, then he gets banned, and they're all freaking out. Um, anyway, let you know, let's segue to maybe the cancel culture argument since we're talking about it. Um, right. Republicans are doing two things: the talking points. You know, you heard it here first a week ago. The talking points the Republicans have out sen- has sent out to try to uh, turn change the story. Of the coup attempt, is claiming that Democrats are opposed to unity, right? And this is their big thing. It's what they kept saying yesterday. Ironically, as many people pointed out, a lot of the "you're not for unity" Republicans voted the week before to steal the election, <laughs> right? Oh, and the, oh, the best part was clip. They also argued the disenfranchisement: seventy-five million Americans, it's actually 2 million Americans with rounds. To well, say I love it. how they always exaggerate. Like
0: nothing can be actual truth.
1: This be accurate. So 75 million Americans voted for Trump and now you're trying to remove him. And I really wish every Democrat got up there and said, yeah, and 80 million, 81 million Americans voted for Biden and you tried to steal the entire election.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, and then there's just the response to the – you're being divisive. It's like you spent two months lying about an election and saying it was stolen and telling people they had to stop the steal. But it's funny. But now you're totally like, yeah, let's just all get along. That's very believable.
1: This is what they do and they're honestly – It is what they do. The reason they're so good about it is notice how many of them talked about unity. I'm not Uh sure what the Democratic message was. I mean, obviously, the Democrats talked about how horrible the assault was. But is there like a buzzword you can remember? I I don't have it. On the Republican side, unity, 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 unity. Uh,
0: No, I know. And and it's not just – the key is it's not just their – the electeds, I went on like, and I was as I talked to you about. It, I went on an international TV show to talk, you know. And of course, they had some old. Shit, you may have seen him on international TV show. Nobody I know saw this. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I went up against your usual gray-haired, you know, old, old-timey Republican guy. It was like, oh well, uh, you know, we should just move on. And he had the, all the talking points too, like they, he, unity, unity, unity. You're just trying to to divide people. Blah blah. blah. Right, they're good at this, and but again, you know, I'm not going to ever have us have these conversations without reminding people part of the reason they're good at this is they have numerous propaganda outlets that make sure it gets drummed into the heads of everybody by repeating this stuff again right. and again and right. again, also that we do not have. Yeah, no, they're. they're...
1: They're just very good at it. What do you do?
0: Oh, and they're um, also the, the level of shamelessness is like they can say one thing one day and literally just turn around. I mean, yeah. Josh Hawley, who a lot of people are talking about right now, you know, a great yeah. point made was he literally was signed on to the lawsuit to get rid of the ACA as, and he was running ads at the same time saying how only he would fight to save to protect preexisting, you know, people that needed uh, oh, yeah. insurance or preexisting conditions. Yeah. I mean, there's just no level of shamelessness. I mean, have you ever seen somebody? more shameless right. than Ted Cruz in your life have you ever even come across anybody right. who lies right. more than he does right is more transparently fake yeah you know i mean it just it's a tough thing to go up against because there are areas where i really do think we can match them we don't we don't send out our talking points enough to to the right people and boost up you know our even if we're not going to be propaganda like them the various you know podcasts blogs you know whoever they may be writers people that are on our side we don't do nearly enough there's a lot to be criticized at the same time we never fully are going to be like them because we don't want to be right. <laughs> like it's 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 a tougher thing finding how to to have the effectiveness they have without retaining some shame some morals some honesty and that's the dance we have to do but we haven't done it nearly well, well enough
1: still Yep. Anyway, and we know, and, you know, we always bitch about it, but we know this, but, um, so, so where does this go from here? I guess there's two things. I yawned at everybody. Two things that I'm thinking. John did not have his morning coffee, guys. I did. I just had my second one. It's just, you know. When I'm tired, I'm tired. It's funny. You just coffee. need to inject it, perhaps, John. Well, coffee makes me hyper, but it doesn't get rid of fatigue in a weird way. You know what I mean? So I'm I've like, always found that. Oh my God, right? what I would do like I
0: have to do like no dos in college to stay up and like study. I feel like now I'm just awake and exhausted. Awake and exhausted. <laughs> I'm right. awake and tired. I still, still feel every bit as <laughs> exhausted, but I, but yeah. it was like this weird kind of hyper, you know, like I can't get to sleep now. My eyes are wide open, but I still feel physically exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Know, that's how it's always um, been for me. <laughs>
1: But I mean, we're sort of wither, wither the Republican Party and wither the Republic. Um, As we were sort of starting talking about this saying in terms of how much this attack has uh, motivated the right, I will say just on its face, I am generally not a big fan of, you know, let's have a march on Washington because they tend to be kind of stupid. I mean, forget the violent cool one. The regular ones tend to be kind of dumb and they don't achieve much and they spend a lot of time and money. But one thing they do do is they create a sense of camaraderie, uh, especially unlike LGBT issues. You know, we hit the gay march on Washington in 93 when I was there. And it was a huge deal, especially for those of us newly coming out, because you're meeting hundreds of thousands of people just like you, straight people who support you. So allies, it's just it's incredibly empowering. And you could meet friends and create allies. Right. Right. I don't I, allies. What I mean is, um find new partners to team and scheme with it's kind of like prison but good prison if it's the gay (laughs) one um it's kind of like it's like the prison workout facility but you know it's it's better well no but in this case the food is much better unless you're you know bison man and you can't get your organic food um but the uh did you see somebody was sharing a meme of him and it said, what it is? What was the last thing his mom said to him before he went Bye, to prison? Bye, son. Bye, son.
0: <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, was,
1: yes. that was good. It, mean, but good. Um, but, uh, okay, where was I heading with this real quick? Um,
0: uh, the camaraderie of the
1: LGBT. Yeah, it, it, does, it worries me about the the radicalizing impact because it is bad enough over the last 20 years that crazy people – And I would even say like, you know, politically crazy people, not the bomb throwers, but just the metaphorical
0: extremists who are not committing violent acts, but are (laughs) yelling stupid shit. Yes.
1: Cliff and I shared a a tweet that I'm not even going to get into from a political extremist who we know, we don't know personally, but we know. And the internet has empowered people because it not only like Trump, it gives you a big, a big audience to talk to, but it also gives all the crazies the sense that they're less crazy. Well, 82 million of us followed Trump, so we can't be that crazy. Right. It's no, you know, a, a good point. Right. 30,000 of us stormed the Congress. We can't be that crazy if there's that many of us. And it's 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 reinforcing in a bad way. So so the attack right there, that's going to be a problem. I mean, these people think they're not alone anymore.
0: Well, and, alone. and if you follow this stuff and I do somewhat, I'm not steeped in it the way people who are really are in the far right beat. Like we had David Nye work on in the past. We've had some other folks who, who do it. But, you know, I was reading just some some things about. Uh, the international effect too. And like all these far right groups that try to give, you know, try to give, uh, I mean, uh, operational intelligence to each other and boost each other and do all that stuff that are, you just pick your far right nutty groups in in European countries and other places. um, They were all cheered by it.
1: You've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. And now a word from our sponsors.
0: Well, John, and everyone listening, it's the start of a brand new year. And if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. Getting more exercise, definitely, or even changing up your look. Guess what, guys? Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed new look for the new year by taking years off your appearance, and all it takes is 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines and even under-eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, those crazy number 11s and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off for your appearance John in less than 10 minutes. Ooh. The results will last for hours, so you can take that next step to reaching your resolution, your resolutions, sorry that's plural, confident that you'll look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and it's cheaper than a new gym membership. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? You could try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, well, what else? Voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiter. Visit com backslash voices. Or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout.